This is episode number 109 of Patrick Jones Baseball, and on this episode, we're going to do a Q&A. Um, so again, I get some questions that are sent in every once in a while, and I decided to uh, do a podcast about them. So uh, without further ado, here we go. And on this edition of the podcast, we're going to do a, a little bit different. We're going to do a Q&A. So I put out um, on Instagram last week, if anyone had any questions, to send them in because I get a lot of questions and um, I sometimes will respond back, but I don't always, you know, am able to respond and kind of give a, a really more detailed answer than what I do just because of on Instagram, you have only have the 15 seconds to respond. So I wanted to make a podcast simply to respond to questions that I get. So without further ado, let's dive on in. All right. Alex asked, what drills do you, can you use to stay connected? What should I feel? When should I start to load? All right, so let's uh, let's kind of break this down, this question down into three three parts here. So drills to stay connected. So there's a couple different drills that I like to use um, when uh, when everything's getting kind of long. Maybe your hands are getting outside um, and you're casting a little bit. Uh, there's a couple different ways you can do that. So one, you could put like one of those uh, bigger PVC type balls. Um, in between like you're doing a bicep curl between your forearm and your bicep and kind of hold it you know so you're getting your regular stance but you're you know you really have some tension on that ball so you have to you know hold that um while you check swing so if you're able to hold that all the way through your check swing it forces you to stay connected um and if the ball comes out at all then um you know obviously you know you weren't able to stay connected it is a really tough drill Okay, I know a lot of people do that drill where um, the ball is supposed to come out. Um, I learned, I saw this drill at Missouri State um, with Coach uh, Matt Lawson, who was there um, at Slugfest, and very tough drill. The guy who did it, one of the players, he pulled it off really well. It's not easy at all. Again, it's like a, a bigger type plyo ball. Um, you you do like a bicep curl, so it's between your your bicep and your forearm together. Um, and you do a check swing, um, so you keep it. You keep the ball connected all the way through, all the way after contact. Like I said, a check swing. It's very, very tough, but it's it's very efficient, and it does it really does the job. Um, another drill you could do, you could do like a split grip uh, check swing as well. So where your hands are a little bit apart, kind of like like, like uh, how Ty Cobb used to hit hands apart. Um, do a check swing through the baseball, maybe a little bit more than just a regular check swing. When I say check swing, I don't mess. I don't mean you stop at contact, right? You stop a little bit after contact. Um, you really feel that extension all the way through, and um, you let you let the ball be your feedback on on that. Especially if you're still rolling over doing that, then that would be something um, that you know the ball. Will, but the ball will determine if you're doing the drill correctly or not. Um, when should I start the load? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I guess it, it kind of depends, right? It depends on the pitcher, depends on, I, I've never seen your stance or your move before, but, um, it's, it's going to be a little bit different for each, for each player. Just if they have a big move or small move, um, for me, I, I would use, I used to start, um, 
start a little gather. As soon as the pitcher broke his hands a little bit, um, it's going to be different for each guy. I remember I had Josh Harrison on the on the show and, and, and talking to him a little bit off the air. Um, he was one of those guys where he said he would start to really focus on when the pitcher broke his hands. So when he broke his hands – and that would kind of trigger him to, to undergo his first move throughout the swing. I tell a lot of players, you know, don't worry necessarily about going back, right? Everyone's worried about loading this and that, uh, but be more worried about going forward because a lot of players can get stuck um, by loading back and just thinking back and get and become late over time. So th- that's what I would recommend. All right, Eric asked, uh, this is the second question now, Eric asked, um, I'm having a little bit of trouble getting my timing down with the pitcher's mound moving back to 60 feet, 6 inches. Can you give me a little bit of advice? Okay, so this is uh, this is a question I'm getting a lot this time of year, which is completely normal because uh, everyone's just starting now to see live pitching. Timing's gonna be we're gonna be a little bit off because we've been in the winter and and inside and haven't been able to you know see live pitching and and I've just been able to use pitching machines. So this is normal. First off, Eric, um, what I would what I would do is I would spend I would make sure your on deck routine um, has meaning and I say that because make sure you're you utilize that time on deck to really get your timing down and to really feel your timing. And um, actually, I was I was on uh, social media earlier and was scrolling through, and, and Bobby Tewksbury, um, great guy, uh, posted something um, just like this as well, where you know he was uh, watching Josh Donaldson and and focusing on his on deck routine and how he you know he's really getting his feet moving a lot, and he's he's not wasting time on deck. He's really utilizing that time on deck to get his timing down. And it helps a lot. I've seen it help a lot with players um, because I do see that issue a lot. Um, one of the other things that, again, I it's it's tough to do in game, but I know, for example, when I'm ever whenever I'm working with a hitter who's consistently late off of a pitching machine, for example, I'll make them later. Now, what, I, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is a lot of times uh, I'll put balls in a pitching machine and, you know, you raise your arm, you show them the ball, and then you put it in the pitching machine, and then they're late, and then you, you know, tell them to start earlier, and they're still late. So what I'll do is I'll try and make them later. I won't show – every random ball, every three or four balls, I'll take a ball out of the bin, and I won't show it to them. I'll just put it in immediately. It is incredible how many times that they're that they are on time after that or they're early because they're just reacting. They're not worried about going back. They're just reacting. They're just going forward. So some of it as well is kind of going to be uh, playing with your mind a little bit. Um, you know, I, that's my big thing that I, I really like going to is to, to just think about going forward. Don't worry about going back. Um, you can pick different parts out of the field and try to hit those two as well. Um, if you're early, think, you know, oppo, um, late, opposite as well, or pull side, I should say, maybe. Um, so it's going to be different for each guy, but it, the timing can be tough. Um, again, I would pick out a different part of the pitcher you know, of his windup and start maybe start there. You could do that. You could do, the you know, re- well, first of all, you need to do the on-deck routine where you're really utilizing that time, getting your lower half moving, getting to be on time, timing the pitcher up, 
And then on on um, once you're on, or I shouldn't say on, once you're um, at the plate, then you should really focus on um, just moving forward and not worrying about going back. All right, uh, next question is from Jack in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Jack has been working really, really hard. Um, looks like he's been struggling. feel like I'm doing everything correctly and my head is just messing up. Uh, my question to you is what kind of things have helped you get back into the game and out of your own head? Great question, Jack. I have felt this, uh, throughout my career many, many times. Uh, let me tell you. So I'll give you an example of, um, of a huge struggle of mine. Um, when I played college baseball at Xavier University, my senior year, I thought I was going to have a huge season. I thought I was just going to absolutely crush. Um, and I started out terrible. I it even got to a point where I was 0 for 27. I was in an 0 for 27 slump senior year. And what I, what I found after, you know, parking on different sides of the street, after, you know, tying my shoes differently, after uh, drinking orange juice instead of drinking milk, well, I mean, what, whatever possible thing I could come up with, I, I tried, except one of the most crucial things that I was doing wrong over and over again, which was I was gripping, I, I was so stressed and so tight in the box, I was gripping the bat so tight, uh, everything was just so muscle and it wasn't free and loose and and I I didn't realize that until I, I got to a point where I was after my I was over 27 I was like I literally don't care anymore I've tried everything I'm didn't do everything I'm gonna go up there and not care a lick and see what happens and I went up there and I remember feeling so loose like the, I was barely holding the bat in my hand face relaxed everything was so relaxed and I uh, got out of the slump that day, ended up hitting over 300 the rest of the year and, and you know, ended up finishing the season uh, 284, I believe, which isn't incredible. But when you go for 27, you only have so many at bats. Um, I was pretty proud of that. And looking back, it was it was solely because um, I was in my own head. And when you start to feel pressure, um, when you start to feel failure, it is normal. It's a normal human thing to tighten up, and that even makes it worse. That makes everything worse. So um, what I would do is, is make sure when you're going up to the plate, first off, make sure you're very relaxed. Everything's relaxed. Um, you're not gripping the bat very tight. Face is relaxed. You kind of have to go up there sometimes with that mentality of – of your of caring but not caring right you don't want your you, you don't want your body all tense so just nice and relaxed nice and easy um if if that doesn't you know necessarily do it right away which i really do think it will um sometimes it's best to to get away from the game for a couple of days and to kind of um just mess with your mind a little bit and maybe it's 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 do something different um, maybe, uh, for example, one of my buddies, um, played in the Padres organization and when he was struggling, uh, what they would, what he would do and, and kind of, cause they, they had a, a mental, mental coach as well. And he would talk to sometimes on the phone and, and, um, he said he would actually take a different route to the ballpark 
And the reason he would do that is because he was just trying to get out of that same old routine, that same old, you know, here we go again, you know, the same, it starts, it starts uh, just those small routines. So try to break up those routines a little bit, get away from the game, uh, try to, you know, pick something fun out to go do just to clear your mind, make sure you're really relaxed in the box um, and just stick with it. It will get better. I know it's, it's so tough. Um, but that's, that's exactly what I would recommend. So hopefully that helps. Uh, next question is from Sam. Um, and Sam asks, what are your favorite drills for keeping the bat in the hitting zone longer? My bat gets in the zone early, but comes out quick. And I have a lot of poolside ground balls. Sam, you are preaching to the choir, my man. Um, I see this, um, a lot. I, I one of the things that um, I see with a lot of a lot of players is is not being able to pull the ball in the air consistently. Um, a lot happens when you know they try to pull the ball; it's immediately on the ground. And so again, one of the similar the same old drills that I, I said earlier of of doing the uh, split grip check swings. And what I would want you to do with that, Sam, is to really try focus on keeping the barrel behind your hands as long as possible through the swing. All right, so yeah, it's a little bit more than a check swing, like I said earlier. But for you, because it seems like you know you're rolling over a little bit, um, keeping the barrel behind your hands as long as possible all the way through, um, I think that will will get will help you get a, a good feel for that. Um, another thing that I would do is uh, in terms of keeping the hit, the ball in the hitting zone longer or the bat in the hitting zone longer, make sure you have good posture. All right. Make sure when your when your front foot lands, you're you're in a good hip hinge position where your chest is over the plate a little bit. Your butt's out. Um, a lot of times, if you land with your front foot and you're standing straight up, you're going to be more prone to um, your back coming in and out of the zone quickly. So that's another thing I would focus on. Maybe working on on driving, not just hitting, but try and drive the ball in batting practice to right center field. Try to one hop that wall because if your barrel is coming out of the zone early. When you're trying to hit, you know, with power opposite field, you'll know it right away. The ball will hook. Um, it won't be, you know, true ball fight, and you'll you'll know it right away. So those would be a couple things that that I would focus on in terms of keeping your um, keeping your ball your barrel in the hitting zone longer. Um, so again, appreciate uh, the four questions that were sent in. I had a couple more, but I just wanted to uh, give this a, a go. I, I really. I really enjoy interacting with people on social media, and um, even though I sometimes do get uh, some trolls here and there, I I really do enjoy getting messages of of you know me bringing a guest on the podcast and them you know really helping out a player or, or someone listening to the podcast and uh, they would they hear a story of a guest and it inspires them to continue to play that that means a lot to me and so again I really enjoy um, answering any questions that I can um, so I appreciate everyone who um, who's listening to this and if again we're, I'm thinking about doing this kind of weekly every um, every week so if you have any questions just send them in and I'll make sure to get them to uh, next week's next week's episode um, so we'll have a Q and A uh, every week. Um, via the podcast so I can expand on each answer a little bit longer. And again, appreciate everyone listening. The only thing that I would ask of you guys is if you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy this episode, just tell a friend. Just tell one friend for e- after you know each episode. Just tell one friend. It helps 
um, expand the podcast. It helps it grow. Um, so that's all that, all that I would ask. That's it. So again, appreciate everyone listening. And uh, if you have any questions, just send them on over. Email is jonesbaseballtraining at gmail.com.